0: Okay, hello and welcome back to the AP Ways Podcast. It has been a long time since I've recorded an episode. So, Hazel. So, anyway, today, uh, to follow along, use your notes from a while ago. Today, we're going to be talking about absolutism. The definition of absolutism is the monarch, kings, or queens, but in history, it's usually kings, holds supreme autocratic authority not being restricted by the laws because they are the law or not restricted by anything i'm sorry about the background noise my cat's crying because she sees her best friend outside um yeah yeah okay so the king is everything but how can this be justified kings would mix this with religion. It would say, I'm your king because God put me in power, and he has given me authority. So, any challenge to me is challenging God in a way. It might sound weird, but at the time, it was completely logical. The line of thinking is that God is all-knowing and all-powerful. God has a plan. So, if that's true, that means God wants me to be king, and if he wanted that, then he wants you to obey. This is divine right. In France, we've already talked about centralization of power since Louis Eleventh. It climaxes during the reign of Louis the Fourteenth, but we're going to talk about the Thirteenth first. He was he he was a young king when he came into ruling, so his chief advisors ruled for him. Cardinal Richelieu wanted to centralize the power and opposition to the Habsburgs. The cardinal sent out intendants; they basically policed people and ensured that the nobles and peasants are following out the king's rules. If there was a DOSD theocracy, the superintendent would be something. If he had a policy, he has to get the board in agreement. This would include staff, teachers, and board members. They're like the bureaucracy. Anyway, special people, make sure they're following the policy. These special people would be the intendants. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. I sort of forgot this part. So, anyway, this guy, Cardinal Mazarin, comes along, and he wants a regent for Louis the 14th, he wasn't liked, actually, yeah, that's 13th, I have to get my dates right, or my kings right, oh well, he wasn't liked because he's a foreigner, Mazarin dealt with the Fronde, which was a rebellion that turned into a whole civil war, the nobles got the king through the war. The Fronde was a noble rebellion against increase in taxation, and the parliaments joined them in challenging the king. Parliaments are not the parliament, so don't confuse the two because they are not the same thing. In the end, the king crushed the parliaments, the nobles, and the princes. If this civil war had not broken out and the king had not won, he wouldn't have been seen as absolute. Louis XIV was all about his image. We're talking about a new king right now, okay? A painting of him depicts wearing ballet slippers and tights, and side note, he trained in ballet. I'm going to explain why he's called the Sun King, but it's more like a side note, so just skip ahead if this isn't your thing. So, I learned this at my old school. Louis Fourteenth. he trained in ballet with Pierre Bouchon, I believe, which was the first director of the Paris Opera Ballet. Well... He made a ballet um, about Apollo, and Louis XIV was, of course, the leading role. He performed as Apollo, and it had many props, many extravagant costumes, beautiful music, and people started calling him the Sun King because of this um beautiful performance and louis XIV ended up um revolutionizing he ended up being very impactful yes let's say that he was very impactful in the ballet world okay so now here are the steps to absolutism Nobles had to keep that social life going and would go to Versailles and make the king happy to stay in the inner circle with the king. His religious policy involved getting rid of the Huguenot faith. This was because there was one king, one law, and one faith. So, the king needed France to be only one faith his faith finally remember the finance minister Jean baptiste colbert he established mercantilism the goal was to export more and import less if you remember when you export things and return we get gold and silver more gold and silver silver we have the more power we have the less importing the less gold and silver we're giving to other countries Mm mm-hmm Colbert put a tariff which is basically a larger tax on foreign goods so people bought product from their own country and kept the gold and silver within the country but what if the quality isn't that good that's why Colbert set standards for production and threatened to shut it down if the standard was not met then for the things they really weren't as good at producing they could bring foreigners in. These people came from all over Europe and produced tapestry, glass, cloth, and more. Now, this is like hoarding of gold and silver, but then the countries use it on their militaries. In a few Louis, the revolution will happen and the gold and silver will be used. This may cause bankruptcy, but hey, it is what it is. Thank you for joining me, and yeah, 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 okay, bye.